0: Listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. It has been quite a season across the country with all sorts of unseasonable weather and, and uh, strange opportunities that have come up in the fishing world. But, you know, people are out there get, are getting it done. And our guest today has been on the show before. It's Rob England. And uh, Rob is out of Virginia and has a uh, guide service by the name of Appalachian Bronzeback Adventures, Rob, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you, Ted. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for coming on. How are uh, things going uh, for 2022 for you, Rob?
1: Uh, well, it's 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 been a great season. Um, uh, this will be this this is my uh, 14th year total uh, guiding. Uh, I was. I was uh, part time for nine years while I still kind of doubled uh, with corporate America, and then um, now now full time for for five years. And you know, progressively each year's got gotten better than the previous year. Um, and you know, we have been blessed with some terrific weather, especially the last three years, uh-huh. uh, meaning. Uh, more stable springs without heavy rains Uh, summers that haven't been too uh, terribly hot with low water. I mean, it, and it inevitably happens, but uh, it hasn't been uh, terribly bad. And then um, we've just had a, a, a terrific August. August is usually and historically one of the hardest months because you know you're you're struggling through low water. You have clear water. It's uh-huh. unbearably hot, and we have been in the 70s, in low 80s for the entire month of August, and that has continued into uh, the beginning of September here. And uh, you know the 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 forecast for the next couple of weeks, the extended forecast looks terrific. Mm-hmm. The rivers are in great shape. We've had three really good years of consecutive great spawns for all three species of uh, musky smallmouth and uh, trout so we're expecting a really really good fall oh that's
0: that's great man you know that that's something that i wanted to bring up in our conversation today is that you know um and correct me if i'm wrong when you started guiding you were guiding out of uh
1: somewhere close to charlotte is that right well i was yeah i was living in charlotte but i was driving up here where i currently live uh, okay. um i'm very because I, I i was very familiar with this area having gone to college uh just outside of roanoke virginia uh fished these rivers for many many years and you know when i finally decided to step away from corporate america and, and being a part-time guide um uh and then you know transitioning over to a full-time guide you know we moved up here i live right on the river And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just, it's just, it's, it's epically beautiful here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, when you went up
0: there, I mean, it, it seemed like based on the uh, uh, name of your company, you were really focused on smallmouth bass fishing, which is absolutely fabulous in your area, but you found a couple other species of fish that, um, you know, have just some epic fishing also. You, you added what trout a couple of years ago. And, yep. um, now you're, uh, uh, fishing for muskie quite a bit.
1: Correct. So I, that, it, it, to your point, I, I, I cut my teeth on smallmouth bass. Uh, and I, as I mentioned, uh, uh, briefly, uh, having gone to college, uh, in this area, I, you know, I started, and I was a smallmouth bass fisherman, even when I was a kid, but, you know, growing up in Ohio, you know, I was fishing lakes and, you know, some streams, but it's just a very different, uh, environment up here with, uh, the Appalachian Mountains, um, and there's just so many opportunities and streams. So, uh, yeah, fished smallmouth bass for, you know, and guided for smallmouth bass for many years, and then decided to branch out a little bit as I got more familiar, especially, you know, being a resident of the area. Right. Um, got a lot more familiar with uh, muskie, you know, having, you know, caught, we were catching them accidentally, you know, we were fishing for smallmouth, and you know, similar with uh, some of the trout, but learned uh, some of the trout waters, and so yeah, the uh, uh, we have a it, well, the the upper James River is considered now to be one of the very best uh, river uh, uh, musky rivers in the United States. Really? Um. So yeah, so it, it's uh, it's gotten a lot of notoriety, and uh, you know that we've got a, a we've got a terrific population that started um, to reproduce, you know, th- there was some stocked fish and there was a very small native population. If you go back to the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then they started to reproduce naturally. And, um, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, you know, you talk about, you know, a lot of people talk about muskie and it being the fish of 10,000 casts, right? Uh, not necessarily here. I've, I've had clients that I've taken out never have fish for musky in their life and have caught musky on their very first trip that they've ever been on it so uh it, it's 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 a lot of fun uh we're getting ready to as a matter of fact probably in the next couple weeks uh we will start fishing for musky again um we kind of have a blackout period when the water is over 75 degrees uh it's it's been dropping because of the unseasonably cool weather that we had in august so uh I think right. we're going to be able to start a little earlier than we normally do uh normally it's a little closer to october but i think that probably in the next week or two we're going to be able to start uh musky fishing and then we have a wild uh we have a wild population of uh rainbow and brown trout up on the jackson river which is uh, below lake Mumaw, mm-hmm. uh on the other side of uh, the city of covington uh, near hot springs virginia um, it's ranked as one of the top 25 um, uh, wild trout streams in the United States, um, and uh, uh, you know wild wild trout. Uh, it's it's a long story, but just to have a population that has uh, uh, has has done so well and uh, repopulated, you know, they they were stock fish going back into the, uh, early 1980s when they created Lake Mumal and they dammed up, um, the Jackson river, um, then they started to reproduce naturally. And now we've got this tremendous, uh, wild trout stream with, uh, uh browns and, and rainbows. And, uh, it's also listed as a blue ribbon trout stream. So we have about 20 miles, give or take of wild trout water and also, you know, th- fall to me, for me um it is my favorite season uh to, to not only fish but, but especially guide uh-huh. because fall is a lot more stable than sp- spring given that the water starts to is the water in the in the in the uh air temperatures just have a this gradual you know uh decline whereas in spring you know you could go out and march or april and one day it's 45 degrees and the next day it's 75 and then it's back to 45 mm-hmm. you know rain and wind we it, we have that occasionally in the fall but it's usually pretty stable and the mature fish for all of those three species um have gone through this seasonal cycle so they know what's what's coming oh. um the days the days are getting shorter the water's getting cooler and they know that winter's coming and you know they they their metabolism slows down significantly for all three species once we get to you know december somewhere in you know early december right so they just start this aggressive feeding and and the fish actually all three species actually migrate a little bit so they start they start positioning close to where they're going to be in their winter winter holes Mm -hmm. but they're a lot more active throughout the day whereas say in the in the summertime you know, there's a very narrow window when the when the really big fish will bite it's usually an hour or two in the morning and an hour or two in the evening but when you get into fall you can have you know a, a big fish bite all day long no kidding so, really yeah it, we're we're coming up on a and, you know again with with the unseasonably cool weather that we had in august and and as we've had it here in early september i'm really expecting to have you know a, a tremendous fall awesome man awesome so i'm I'm
0: just curious it's the james river right that has the muskies in it
1: well that's what that's what most people believe and 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 and, and, and again that's true um but just above where i live and i live in the, uh, a small town of eagle rock mm-hmm. um is is what's called the headwaters of the James River. The so uh, the Jackson River, which I just spoke of, that comes out of uh, uh, Gathright uh, or, or Lake Moomall and, and 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 through Gathright Dam and down through the city of Covington and Clifton Forge, um, actually has musky all the way up into the Jackson River. That's not something that's 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 widely known. Mm-hmm. Um, we we kind of. And, and I'm talking about it in an interview, but we kind of keep that close to the vest a little bit. Um, but but what's really what's really cool and unique about the Jackson is that there are some very tricky rapids. So it's it, it it doesn't get a lot of fishing pressure because you know people are a little uncertain of how to navigate the river. So right, uh, you know when I'm up, when I'm up there, I see very little fishing pressure. But to your point, yes. You know the up uh, the upper James River, um, from uh, Iron Gate all the way down to Snowden, uh, is considered you know trophy musky water, and really? you know we're 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 getting into that season where um, you know the next couple months we're going to be, you know they're going to be very active, they're going to be moving a lot, they're going to be feeding very heavily, and uh, you know the chances of of hooking up on a on a trophy musky which in our area is a fish over 40 inches or 15 pounds, uh, is highly likely. As a matter of fact, in the last two years of all the musky we've boated, we've only had one fit, one or two fish that actually came in below the citation trophy fish standards. Every fish with the, like I said, with the exception of one or two fish have been over 40 inches and 15 pounds. we've, we in in this past spring we actually caught a couple 50 inch fish which is kind of like the gold standard for like okay once you catch a 50 inch musky you're kind of in rare company
0: really wow well i was going to ask you you know how how big the musky were uh, in in your waters and 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 that that river doesn't sound like it's that big right i mean so it's like a kind of an intimate fishing experience with these beasts of the of the aquatic world huh
1: yeah very much so i mean you know from from you know up up around you know the jackson river uh up there in clifton forge and then coming into the james at the confluence of the calapach just above my house and then on on down you know this this is a the upper james is a mountain stream mm-hmm. and it's bordered by you know very high mountains and in some places some uh significant uh granite rock bluffs so yeah you know the the river in most in most sections, I would say is probably, uh, well, the Jackson is probably twenty yards to thirty yards across, where the James might be, you know, fifty to sixty yards across. So yeah, it's it's fairly intimate, which which concentrates the fish. So right, right. you know, when you're in a river versus fishing a lake, you know, with a lake, you know, it, it's typically it typically requires that you have you know a rather large boat you know, uh, electronic equipment, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, high, high tech technology to be able to locate those fish. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in our rivers, you know, and, and given the fact that this, this year marks 40 years that I've been fishing these rivers, I wow. started fishing these rivers when I was 18. Uh, I'll be, well, I'm 58 years old now. So I know how they move. I, I have a general idea or I have a good idea where they're, where they're going to be. And you don't have to, you know, track these fish for, you know, you know, miles and miles and miles, you know, you can, uh, you can float, you know, I have a a 15 foot raft that I guide out of, you know, we're able to find those fish fairly easily. We see, you know, recreational fishermen and kayaks that are able to fish, uh, for the muskie and the smallmouth and the trout. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very intimate setting. And, and, and as I mentioned before, uh, epically beautiful because we're right on the edge of the. Uh, the famous Shenandoah Valley and, and what's also called the Allegheny Highlands. So, oh yeah, um, and and as we go into fall, you know, not only have great fishing, but have this tremendous scenery. So you're almost kind of getting two trips in one.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and along those lines, I mean, do you all, who, uh, do you book many people that want to come on uh, on a multi-species trip, or 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 a couple days of uh, you know musky fishing and then trout fishing and then smallmouth?
1: Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think, uh, with, uh, you know, as we, as we approach October, I think I only have like maybe six or seven total dates left wow. in the entire month of October. So people that have fished with me in the past and uh, that, that, that have recognized, you know, and, and have had a lot of success start booking in October, like in the spring, mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's, it's just that good. But yes, uh, if uh, you may, you may recall, you know, back in the, uh, I think back before spring, maybe it was late winter. um, I think it actually, you know, you, you, you suggested um, a, a grand slam of fishing and that is, that has been very popular this year. Whereas uh, we'll take people out and we promote fishing for multi-species. So, um, you know, one day fishing for muskie, One day fishing for smallmouth, another day fishing for trout, and there are some stretches of these rivers where you can actually fish for multi-species. So, there are stretches of the river where we can fish smallmouth and musky on the same float, and there are stretches of the river that we can fish trout and smallmouth on the same float. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we don't have any stretches where we can fish all three at the same time, which (laughs) would be fantastic, but... (laughs) Right, right but <laughs> so we kind of have we have an embarrassment of riches here and it's not just the upper James and the Jackson um, we also have the Mari River that empties into the uh, James River that uh, flows uh, that that starts out as a uh, kind of a uh, trout stream up in the uh, little area called Goshens pass-huh and then it's about a thirty mile stream uh, starts out as trout water then becomes, very, very good smallmouth water. And then the last mile or two right before it, uh, right before the confluence where it empties into the James, there's musky in the Mari River as well. And those muskie have gradually started moving a little further up the Mari. So we have three streams in this area that, that hold, you know, smallmouth muskie and trout.
0: No kidding. That would be a fun day, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah yes it, yeah, it is uh and and you know what's really what's really unique about uh and cool about the jackson river and the Mari river is uh, for at least for me and for a lot of fishermen is that you know the james gets all the notoriety and all the you know all the publicity uh-huh. but yet we've got these other two rivers that are just as good um little tricky to navigate because you know the the uh the uh, very steep uh, grade uh, to the rivers coming out of the mountains. So some very tricky water and, and uh, some, some class two and class three strong class two rapids and class three rapids to navigate. But that's what makes those fisheries so good is because they just don't get very much pressure. And, um, and, you know, you really have to, you really have to learn how to navigate those rivers, you know, from a safety standpoint, uh, but when you do, you can have a lot of success there. Wow, that's great. Now let's talk geographics
0: just a little bit. You're you're a okay. fairly reasonable driving distance from a lot of major metropolitan areas on the east coast. Are you not?
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's true. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm. Well, we uh, here in Eagle Rock are about 30 to 40 minutes northwest of uh, the city of Roanoke, Virginia. Um, A lot of our clients come from Richmond, which is about three hours. Uh, We get a lot of folks from uh, the D.C. area, Mm -hmm. which is also about three hours. Um, Charlotte, North Carolina um, is about four hours. Uh, Winston-Salem, Greensboro, High Point, get a lot of folks from that area. Uh, Two and a half to three hours. Uh, If you go west, uh, you have uh, Beckley, West Virginia and Charleston, West Virginia, also, within about three to four hours, so yeah, we're we're really uh, nicely positioned uh, amongst a lot of major metropolitan areas. And one area that I also forgot to mention, Virginia Beach, uh, that tidewater area, mm-hmm. about four hours, and there is a lot of population over there. You know, on the eastern shore.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And and then um, if somebody wanted to fly in and fish with you, uh, where would you suggest they they fly into?
1: I would say Roanoke uh, is probably the probably the best uh, place to fly in. Roanoke say uh, is a regional airport, um, fairly small, but very easy to get in and out of. And you know from Roanoke, uh, like I said, you know, to here and a lot of the places where we fish here, probably thirty to forty minutes from just about everywhere where we fish. Wow wow that that uh, opens you
0: wide up doesn't not to uh, people that are fishing in other parts of the country that want something a little bit different than what they're used to
1: yes and you know one of one of the things i would actually uh kind of uh kind of add to this is you know while those kind of uh those those areas that i mentioned uh where we get you know the bulk of our uh our client base uh, I've had clients come from as far as Texas, Washington state. Um, I mean, there aren't too many states where I haven't had folks, Arizona, uh-huh. but one of the, one of my, my, one of my favorite stories is, uh, uh, when I was, when I was still working in corporate America, uh, one of the plants that, that we had that I traveled to was in St. Paul, Minnesota. And, you know, Minnesota is the land of 10,000 lakes and we had a, um, continuous improvement, uh, vice president or director. I think she was a director and, uh, big, big outdoors hiker, fisherman. Um, you know, she loves sports. And one day we got to talking about it and, um, and, and, and that's when I was part-time, but shortly thereafter I made that transition to go full-time uh-huh. and I moved up here and we, and her and I stayed in contact and, um, she, I, I, I'll never forget. She was telling the story about uh, her and her boyfriend making the trip down to Virginia and telling friends uh, up there in, in Minnesota that me and my boyfriend are going down to Virginia to catch smallmouth bass and muskie. And there. And her friends were like, are you crazy? Uh, <laughs> you live in Minnesota. I mean, this is like the, like one of the greatest places on the planet, the fish, right? They fished with me for, they fished with me for three days caught countless amount of smallmouth um, we unfortunately we lost a couple muskie on day one and day two mm-hmm. but on day three we were literally 200 yards from the from the access point to finish our trip and her boyfriend hooked into a musky and and ended up boating a, a 46 inch muskie so just wow. that's one of my favorite stories and, and you know there's there's so many of them but that's one of my favorite stories you know that somebody really thought enough about what we had to offer to make the trip all the way from Minnesota to Virginia.
0: Wow. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. and It's sure good to hear that, uh, you know, you're doing so well and the fisheries are growing and, and uh, you know, you just uh, offer such a a diverse, you know, uh, experience. For people that uh, enjoy fishing of, of of many types, and and I uh, just commend you for that. How do people get a hold of you, Rob, if they want to uh, book a trip uh, in two two thousand twenty two or maybe the upcoming uh, two thousand twenty three season?
1: Uh, well, probably the best way. Uh, I mean, there's multiple ways to reach me. Um, uh, I have a Facebook account. I'm, it's actually under my personal name, uh, Rob England, but. You know, the, I have it in parentheses. Appla- uh, owner and lead guide for Appalachian Bronzeback Adventures. I have an Instagram account mm-hmm. uh, for, um, and that's listed as Appalachian Bronzeback Adventures. I'm also on LinkedIn, um, uh-huh. so you know I, I had a lot of success from my back in my days uh, in corporate America. So I have a LinkedIn account that's also under Appalachian Bronzeback Adventures. Probably the best way is through the website, which you know you've done a great job of helping me with, and coming up with some great ideas. Uh, it's a P P bronze back So it basically is, is is short for Appalachian Bronzeback adventures. Again, that's a P P bronze back And then uh, you can reach me, you know, my phone numbers on the website. Uh, also uh, my email, which is very close to the website, but at gmail.com. So there's multiple multiple ways uh, to reach me, um, but uh, yeah, we're 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 excited. We're we're very excited about this fall season. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some uh, some additional folks. Like I said, uh, October is there's not a whole lot of dates left. I do have uh, uh, a number of dates still left uh, through this month in September, mm-hmm. which should be very good given the weather. And one of the things I didn't really talk about a whole lot is that even though we've had the seasonable weather um, the last couple of years in September, the month of November has been fantastic all the way up until Thanksgiving the last couple of years. I mean, I've had people come out in November, not all the time, but I've had people come out in November still wearing shorts and, you know, a, uh, you know maybe a long sleeve shirt and a, and a jacket in the morning. And we end up having days in the 60s and maybe right around 70. And the fishing has been absolutely fantastic in November.
0: Oh, that—that's a great time to fish. Fall is is probably my my most favorite time here in the Pacific Northwest. You know, you get the runs of fish and that sort of thing, but just the you know the changing of the of the trees and the crisp mornings and um man, there's no better time to be on a river than uh, the next few months, is it? And uh,
1: not in my opinion, no. Uh, this this is my favorite time, and and then. You know, I've talked, you know, obviously, you know, the fishing is what's the most attractive thing. And mm-hmm. you know, we catch this time of year is when we typically catch the biggest fish that we're going to catch all season. We wow. catch a lot of fish in the pre-spawn. Um, but as I talked about pre-spawn, you know, in early spring can be, you know, kind of volatile with the weather. But the other thing that's so cool about this time of year is the the wildlife. Um, you know, you have the, you know, the deer starting to get in the rut. And so there's a lot of movement with the deer uh, just in the last couple of weeks. I was out for a run the other day and a bear walked like hundred feet in front of me. Really? And now we're seeing, yeah, we see, we see bear, uh, you know, they're, they're mating, right. They're, actually they, they're a little bit ahead of the deer. So they're very active right now. You know, the, the apples are, are ripe, So that's got them moving. So it's not unusual be out on the river it doesn't happen every time that we're out there but uh we saw a massive buck a couple weeks ago he still had the felt on his on his antlers but had my client not pointed him out he was so stoic uh he pointed him out and i looked over and like wow that that we don't see a lot of buck but a lot of does but that was pretty neat but um but you know as i said we don't see him every time we're out but it's not unusual to see and we've had bears swim right across, right, right in front of us uh, really? when we're fishing. They, they swim right in front of the boat. And then there's the bald eagles. The bald eagle population continues to grow here. Uh-huh. And the, os- the ospreys. There's one, there's one float on the Mari River that is so, so cool that every, well, not every time we go through there, but oftentimes we go through there. There's a dead tree that sticks way out over the river. And the river is fairly narrow at that point. And we're only maybe a mile or so from the takeout. And almost every time that we go through there, there's a bald eagle sitting in that tree.
0: Really? No <laughs> kidding.
1: Like yeah, somebody put, yeah, one, so, put
0: one up there, it's stuffed, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously something there. Yeah, It must be that, you know, it's easy pickings for them in the river. Mm-hmm. Um, the way, it, you know, the way it really hangs out over the river for them to get a good vantage point and then pick off some fish. But uh, Ah, that's, that's, that's another, that's another great aspect of fall is is the wildlife.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Rob, man, Hey, I want to thank you for uh, spending time with us. I know time is valuable for you this time of year. And uh, we just wish you the best in 2022. And, uh, and uh, of course, the upcoming season of 2023, people want to get, become um, uh, on your calendar. They got to do it quick, I think, because you book up really, really fast. But uh, you sure have a lot to offer and a lot of experiences that you can share with people and in instruction and that sort of thing. So, again, I, I thank you very much. And, uh, you know, have have a great fall, man. Thank you, Ted. And thank you for everything you do force. Uh, okay. Thanks, Rob. All right, thanks.